0: The West Wickham Park, outside of London, is far enough away from the city to be considered the countryside. You could lay a blanket in the long green grass where the breeze lifts a slight smell of dried wheat to the air. It looks out on easy hills with a patchwork of tended green land like an old family quilt. It is the perfect place to pack a sandwich and have a picnic. Let the dog roam around and the children play. The grounds are tranquil, but that was not always the case. In the mid-1700s, this was the scene of the most notorious fraternity party in London, a meeting of the Hellfire Club. In its time, it gained a reputation for secret rituals, high-stakes gambling, anonymous sex, and costume parties to rival those of Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Under these rolling hills, a system of tunnels contained ornate Greek and Roman statues dedicated to the deities of fun, food and drink, and free love. Led by Sir Francis Dashwood, some of the most powerful people in the British Empire passed through these chambers, including Lord Sandwich, the namesake of your favorite picnic treat, a gender-bending French spy, called the Chevalier d'Homme, and one of America's founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin. The grounds of the park belong to the Dashwoods, one of those aristocratic families in England that now open up their homes to the National Trust, so that you can pay to go inside and have a poke around. If you watch Downton Abbey or The Crown, you will have seen it, since they film here on location. The grounds are pristine, with a little lake with a swan that paddles about, but there are some things out of place that just don't quite fit. There are monuments scattered about that mimic the temples of Roman and Greek antiquity. And just outside the park, there is another kind of attraction, the Hellfire Caves. The entrance has a faux-gothic courtyard, like the ones you'd find in Europe. The caves attract curious tourists who descend into the vestige of one of the Empire's most notorious secret societies that built these tunnels to host strange rituals and wild parties. The Hellfire Club still continues on today. This is Secret Passages a podcast about the hidden histories and strange stories that lurk in the dark places of the world. I am E.S. Rodenbiker. To understand the Hellfire Caves, you have to look into the grottos of Italy. In the 1700s, there was a rite of passage for young British aristocrats to take something called the Grand Tour. Pretty much the proto-study abroad or gap year, the Grand Tour was a circuit of travels to the cultural capitals of the continent – Paris, Berlin, Vienna – tours through the Alps, the Rhine, the Greek Isles. The idea was that time away from home, taking in paintings and sculptures during the day and attending palace parties at night, would make for a good diplomat when they returned. But just like today's study abroad programs, the trip ends up being an excuse to drink copious amounts of wine and then to tell your friends and family about all the culture and history they're missing out on. Francis Dashwood was a social animal and made quite a diplomatic mark during his grand tour. In the royal court at St. Petersburg, he imitated the king of Sweden to cozy up To the Empress of Russia. And apparently, it worked. Then in Rome, he drunkenly made his way through the piazzas and churches, screaming blasphemies about the Catholic Church. In the Sistine Chapel, he dressed up in robes and whipped passerbys, telling them he was casting out the devil. The papal states banned him for life. After the Grand Tour, Dashwood returned to England with a few new words of Italian, a love for sculpture, and probably some STDs. He didn't want to forget the finer things of his study abroad, so he set up a society for fellow aristocrats with the one condition that they had traveled to Italy. Dashwood's shenanigans abroad meant that the finer things club he started attracted all sorts. They moved the meetings into the cellar of a London pub, the George and Vulture, to accommodate their numbers. It became a can't-miss event for prominent people of the British Empire, members of parliament, fancy ladies, well-connected lords. Eventually, they needed a bigger meeting place. Dashwood knew of a ruined abbey outside the city that would do. The Hellfire Club was born. In the ruins of an old Cistercian abbey along the Thames, Dashwood set up a new secret society with a flair for the dramatic. Dubbed the Knights of Sir Francis of Wickham and calling themselves brothers, they took on the habit of monks and performed mock rituals of the church. Playing on the pun of St. Francis of Assisi, a painting hung in the abbey in the fashion of a famous scene of Francis of Assisi sitting among the trees, doing something holy. But in Dashwood's painting, little details are off, like instead of holding a Bible, as the saint does, it's been replaced with an erotic novel, whatever the 18th century equivalent of Fifty Shades of Grey. The parties of the Hellfire Club kept up with this theme by requiring costumes and fancy dress. Guests arrived dressed as priests and nuns. One of the guests of these parties was a French spy who sometimes dressed as a priest and sometimes as a nun. The Chevalier d'Aon was part of an elite military outfit called the King's Secret. Dion reported to French royal courts on the activities of Britain's members of parliament and influential lords. The cross-dressing Chevalier d'Aon was not just a master of disguise for the purpose of infiltration, but Dion was a transgender spy. The Chevalier spent 49 years dressed as a man, and the last 33 as a woman. Dion was a hit in France, taking in the latest women's fashions with support from the French Crown. But in England, the Hellfire Club was confused. The brothers took bets on whether the Chevalier was a man or woman, choosing a panel of lady guests to render the verdict. It could not come to a conclusion. But while the Hellfire Club took their bets, the French spy was looking back at them, noting all the useful details to undermine their whole system of power. Another interesting member of the Hellfire Club was Lord Sandwich. Yes, that Lord Sandwich, where we get the namesake of the delicious lunchtime meal. He was also a constant sight at Hellfire meetings, gaining a reputation as a drunk and card player. As the story goes, it was at a Hellfire party that Lord Sandwich refused to get away from the card table for a meal. So he asked for a piece of meat between two slices of bread. It caught on with other members of the Hellfire club. So they began to ask for, quote, the same as Sandwich, and the gambling continued late into the night. The parties at the old Cistercian Abbey were growing such a reputation in London that people started talking about the satanic rituals and orgies going on up the Thames. In time, boats were chartered up the river, packed with tourists hoping to have a peek at the festivities. The secret society was not so secret anymore so Dashwood concocted an even greater scheme to keep the party going. Ever committed to his memory of the Grand Tour, he realized grounds at West Wickham could be transformed like the grottos of Italy. Here, the Hellfire Club could meet with total privacy in a series of hand-dug tunnels dedicated to ancient divinities and their favorite nocturnal activities. In West Wickham, the grounds of the Dashwood estate spread out over 46 acres. There is the manor house, a lake, and a mausoleum of Dashwoods. During this time, temples were constructed, dedicated to Venus, the embodiment of love and sexuality, to music and Apollo, a god of youth and poetry, all the finer things. And of course, this being Francis Dashwood, to a woman called Kitty, one of the famous ladies of the day. Listen up, fellas. If you want to do something nice for her this year, build her a temple. The parties that Dashwood brought to his estate continued to cause an uproar. He filled the lake with barges and ships to reenact famous British sea battles, complete with cannon fire. The National Trust have fished cannonballs out of the water, and you can go see them on display. Over on a tall hill, Dashwood employed local men to mine out the dirt and chalk of the earth underneath. They created a series of bizarre tunnels and caverns into a central chamber where only elite members of the Hellfire Club could gather. The entrance to the Hellfire Caves is surrounded by a Gothic courtyard, so it looks like the ones found in Italy where divinities thought to dwell up above at the hill's peak dashwood had a church built not a faux temple to the god of jinn but a solid true little church as you enter the vaulted arches under the ground a decline takes you into a series of tunnels one leads off to nowhere with the roman numerals 22 etched above the entrance what it means no one knows it's still a remaining secret of the Hellfire Club. All along, sculptures dedicated to deities line the path. Each cavern has a name, Miner's Cave, the Triangle, the Children's Cave. There is even Franklin's Cave, dedicated to a special American guest of the Hellfire Club, Benjamin Franklin. Further down, the tunnels continued to a banqueting hall, where lavish meals were served under a rock roof. I'm sure Lord Sandwich still ordered a sandwich. Rumors of what went on in these tunnels persisted in high society. Hellfire libertines were in fashion, striking a charismatic figure, as they were always the life of the party. But so too were they cautionary tales. They were called prodigals, wasting away their inheritance in gambling and drink. These stories always had them ending up in debtor's prison, or with a venereal disease. This was the height of British Empire in the 1700s, the money pouring into the pockets of powerful families across the aristocracy. Due to the extensive reach of the British Navy, the empire extended further into trading companies and colonies in America, the Caribbean islands, and India. These men and women partied while African and Asian people were being enslaved as labor to build their colonies, their fortunes. If you want to see what empire looks like up close, skip the National Trust House up above, and burrow down into the dark tunnels of the Hellfire Club where they hid their secrets. The furthest tunnel is the Inner Temple, some 300 feet into the ground, basically a depth of Big Ben turned right side down and plunged into the earth. This is where the most powerful members of the Hellfire Club met. What did they do here? Make decisions on national affairs? Discuss war? The colonies? Enslavement? Certainly. But modern mapping of the Hellfire Caves show that the series of tunnels are made to look like an abstract act of anatomical parts, male and female. Caverns called the Triangle and the Children's Cave make sense with this in mind. The secrets of the Hellfire Club are best summed up in this image. All they probably did down in the dark was tell dirty jokes and laugh at their own cleverness. Directly in the earth up above, a little church overlooked the village on the hill. Perhaps the miners who helped dig these caves looked up at the church and knew it was all a prank. Or maybe they didn't care at all, sitting in the pub telling dirty jokes and laughing at their own cleverness. As prayers and candles lit up the cold, empty church up above, they were raising hell down below. Eventually, the Hellfire Club does take a dive, dissolving into history. The caves are now a popular tourist attraction. But the Hellfire Club spawned imitators in Ireland, and the Phoenix Society at Oxford, founded by Dashwood's nephew, to keep the good times rolling. That club still exists, so too the Dublin and Cork clubs. Just as Dashwood could not let the Grand Tour be the end of sowing his wild oats, so too the Hellfire Club continues. It may not look like underground tunnels with sculptures and mythical place names, but just listen out a window on a Friday night, near the pubs and restaurants where you live, or visit a university on a night out. The songs of the Hellraisers are still very much alive and incapable of keeping it a secret. Secret Passages is researched, written, and produced by me, E.S. Rodenbiker. If you are enjoying these episodes, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly helps. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or however you listen to podcasts. If you have a Secret Passages story to tell, please let me know so I can look into it for a future episode. You can get in contact with me at secretpassagespodcast.com or on social media at secret.passages.pod. On the website, you can sign up for my monthly newsletter called Findings, where I share cool vibes for dark places. Basically, all the inspirational stuff that went behind the episode. If you are really enjoying this podcast, then please become a patron and contribute however you can. Think of it as a tip jar. If you have a few bucks lying around, throw them in. Thanks for listening, and see you on the other side.